Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Uh... Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and we watched The Substitute, which is uh, finally a really good movie. I have to admit, uh, certainly a lot more fun to watch than Jim Cotta, but I have to admit, I was a little surprised because this actually does feel like a real movie, despite having some very powerful moments in there. Now, run me through when you turned it on, hit play, and saw the runtime. What was that experience I, like? Well, that's the thing. It's like, I was watching, I was watching, I was watching. like, oh, I, I hope this movie goes quickly. I hope this is like a typical 90-minute movie for this podcast because I have to record soon. Then, I, I don't even remember what I did. I, I paused it to go to the bathroom, saw it was an hour 55. I was like, well, those better be like special like features at the end of this file or something. I love that shared experience of hitting pause and going, no. Incorrect. <laughs> that's, that's impossible. <laughs> This movie about Tom Berenger teaching inner-city kids probably won't have, like, a 20-minute shootout at the end. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I, I really I really did have fun with this one. I, how did you find this? Just being extremely online. Right place, right time, buddy. Man, I wish I could have seen this in theaters, but I was only six years old when it came out. All right. Uh, before we talk about it, Parker, did anything happen in the news recently? Anything uh, important? No. Pretty chill week altogether. <laughs> Absolutely nothing happened. No one got impeached while we were sitting here fiddling around with Discord. Everything's fine. Well, no, that's... no Q people stormed a building. No one got domed. It's fine. <laughs> no of one's course balls it... have been tased. <laughs> the absolute man, that's like my third runner up jerk of the week it'd be like oh no uh, he didn't tase himself in the balls and die his wife said so go fuck yourself how dare you <laughs> don't take this from us come on we don't have much actually my taser's regular size find a new slant <laughs> you know, I oh, man. A, my penis was so small that a tase would kill me but it turns out <laughs> he just renders it pointless yeah that that didn't happen nothing uh america is wonderful so uh do we have any jerks of the week i just found one on my facebook oh fuck i can't believe you've done this yeah uh this girl that i went to school with i, I went to school with her all the way back in like elementary school i won't put her name on here uh even though i ought to uh, she said that Donald Trump is the first U.S. president to be impeached twice. So uh, that's that's the thing. I guess it's interesting. And she says, from now on, it won't be called getting impeached. It'll be called getting imoranged. Oh, Jesus Christ. I You know, I don't want to record, guys. Never I did, mind. I, I, sorry. I gave it a good run. <laughs> I didn't think it would hurt that bad. <laughs> I need to recalibrate. Hang on. Okay. 
I'm good. I'm fine. She's the jerk of the week for stealing the orange man message. <laughs> <laughs> get a new bit, lady. <laughs> uh, well, my jerk of the week is myself for getting way too fucked up during the Nickelodeon broadcast of the Saints-Bears game. <laughs> that, that turned sour really quick. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I was up there, and with a two-minute span, that one dude was just, like, grooming that girl, like, hey, so, like, what's it like when you have to go to the bathroom when you're filming? And then they cut to a player comparison thing between one guy and Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks. The guy screamed Alvin, and then the slime zone happened. And I thought it was going to go into cardiac arrest. It was, yeah, it was It was around that time that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go to bed. This <laughs> Sensory overload from someone who just stares at screens all day. I was like, this is too much. This is too much stimuli. I can't handle it. Oh man, that, that's the slime zone should replace the end zone. I fucking love that. It's I did so like uh, PFT's tweet that the uh, that the slime line is not official. <laughs> One of the hardest laughs I've had easily in this year so far is when they went to kick that field goal and SpongeBob's face appeared and he immediately shaked. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking crap. As one is apropos to do. Tears were streaming down my face. <laughs> the time it could not have been timed funnier. <laughs> oh, oh god! Two hours, this dude just grooming his fifteen-year-old Nickelodeon host. Thanks for nothing, NFL. I'm glad I missed it. Then I don't want to see that. <laughs> that sounds Actually, horrible. it was good. And oh, jeez. Uh, Alex, do you have a jerk of the week? I sure do. So you're telling me this guy took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson and oh, J.J. Papiga Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf, and he still has a job? <laughs> it was particularly bad today, wasn't it? It's fucking That's... endless. And so I, I, well, how old, what time is it? What time is it? It was like 6 a.m., right? 6 a.m., I look at Twitter, and uh, I see the news. Oh, Gerard Mayo is being considered for a head coaching position. I'm like, wow, good for him. That's a little soon. He just coaches the inside linebackers. I wonder what team. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this time like, it'll be different. maybe we should just build more windmills. <laughs> <laughs> Parker, should we tell him about our Namdi Asama theory? <laughs> so an M night shop. Don't bring that into this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll skip that. My other jerk of the week is Olive Garden for not actually revoking Sean Hannity's lifetime pasta pass. You absolute cowards! I didn't know that there were lifetime pasta passes. Now I think what I'm going to get a career in conservative uh, politics just so I can get one. I will sell out this whole pod if I get endless pasta the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't give a shit about any of you or movies anymore. I wonder what NYC Guido voice thinks about the endless pasta thing. Like well, I, I remember when that guy time. tweeted funny things like four years ago. It's surprising. Yeah, sometimes you just stay away. Just forget the password, man. It's cool. It's... What if you he know, was just like no you're always about really supply and demand? Okay, so I do. Love let's the talk idea about of a Force Ghost NYC Guido voice. <laughs> Let's talk about what we watched recently. I watched a movie that was released in the United States under the title of Tremors. And it stars uh, Kevin Bacon and uh, a whole bunch of other people. 
Um, oh, actually, it's got uh, one of the guys from Big Trouble in Little China. It's nice to see him again. Uh, Tremors is about um, a bunch of people in the desert, uh, and there's these killer carnivorous worms underneath the ground. If you step on the ground, the worms come out and they eat you, but they're really, really big worms, so it's not like squirm. Uh, Tremors, I believe Parker spawned an entire series, uh, largely direct-to-video, that's so on what, his 30th iteration or something so like that? So many. Jim now, Jim Tremors... Like the last two of them. Tremors was marketed to me as partially a comedy movie. It's about as funny as, uh, In the Realm of the Senses. So, I would... Honestly, I didn't really have that good of a time with Tremors. It didn't really do a whole lot for me. Parker, have you seen Tremors? Only the first one. Yeah, I'm enjoying I, it, but uh, have not gone down the following six. I, I'm We're surprised good. there's only six. I assumed there were like 30, like the Amityville series. Give it time. Yeah. I, I mean, who buys Tremors? It has to be like the Walmart shoppers, right? You know? I mean, it's like, oh, my son loves DVDs. I don't see oh, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, I also watched The Bad Seed. Uh, which I don't need to talk about because I wrote an article about it. So if you want to read about The Bad Seed, and who doesn't want to hear about a two-plus-hour black-and-white movie from 1956, go to terribleblog.net. Oh, (laughs) turns out the other Alex had never seen Serenity. So... I changed that for her. Sorry uh, for you. I now I'm I'm very bad at self restraint. I'm very bad at like saying you know oh let's just sit down and watch it see what happens. It's got two Oscar winners in it. What could possibly go wrong? I did tell her, look there will be a twist. Okay, and she's watching. She's like okay I'm I'm looking for what the twist. I'm not quite sure what they're doing here. What is uh, what's going on here? He's his son or something. She her first guess was like is he his son? I'm like no that's not quite how it works. Uh, and I, I also told her, look, you're not going to be able to guess the twist because it's so stupid that you're not going to be able to predict it. And then it was revealed, and she, the way her head slowly turned to look at me will be forever <laughs> seared into my brain. <laughs> there are things that I, you forget about that movie, man. <laughs> I am due for a rewatch, desperately. Turns out the yeah. twist is that there's not a real person named Baker Dill. <laughs> <laughs> that is his name, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about it. Also, I, I forgot just that, that guy at the end. Just go, oh, you're going to catch me a big fish, Daddy? He has his hand broken the entire scene. That's one of the reasons that he's going, because <laughs> he, he can barely hold on to the to the fishing rod. <laughs> he's got real grandpa on Texas Chainsaw energy. <laughs> he's just rocking in that chair. He was oh, like, hey, here. On Prime? Uh-oh. Happy ending here. That kid kills his father with a knife and makes a creepy smile into the camera. <laughs> Hope you're having a good time. Okay, only one more here. Well, two more. I guess I'll tell you this. I've been listening to a book. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, fellas and, and gals, I've been listening to Ready Player Two, narrated by Will Wheaton. And I said on a previous episode that I really liked Will Wheaton's narration of Masters of Doom, which is a nonfiction story about John Carmack and John Carpenter. Uh, John Carmack and John Romero, the two guys who made Doom. And uh, I, I listened to that uh, back in 2014. I thought it was excellent. I was like, man, there's nothing wrong with this Will Wheaton guy. And then he blocked me on Twitter. So uh, Anyway, uh, 
I did not like Ready Player One. I did not like it with a cat. I did not like it with a hat. I did not like it with a fox. I did not like it with a box. And then uh, the decision was made for me to listen to the audiobook. And I gotta tell you, man, this fucking thing sucks. I'm, I'm, what am I, halfway in? I'm like a third into the, the book. And it's so lame. Okay, so you, you guys remember how Ready Player One ends, right? Of course you do. So after the events of that book, uh, Wade Watts, also known by his screen name as Parzival, uh, is the uh, chief executive operator of the fucking company. And he's a billionaire now. And so are all his little friends, like Samantha, a.k.a. Artemis. The E is with a three. And uh, Shogo, who's Japanese. And uh, one of his other friends is... Uh, anyway, they're all like on the board of executives for that uh, operating company. And the Oasis, which is like that VR place where people go into to have a good time, is more popular than ever. But Wade discovers this new technology that actually allows you to go into the Oasis. You might be wondering, why is he still talking about this? But you might also be wondering... Couldn't they just do that before with a VR helmet? No, no, this one's different because it has haptic feedback and it feels like you're actually in the Oasis. When you eat an apple, it tastes like an apple. It's not like a virtual miming eating an apple thing. That's cool, right? Of course it is. So uh, Samantha, a.k.a. Artemis, is really concerned that he's getting too big for his britches. He's, he's turned into a rich jerk, and Samantha won't sleep with him anymore. By the way, he talks way too much about how he lost his virginity to his girlfriend. And uh, she's not his friend anymore. And, uh, you know, being rich and famous isn't all it's cracked up to be. Wait, is this, uh, is this just corporate boardroom drama? What the for fuck? Most, for, the, for the first way more than four for the first what 11 chapters yes that's what they're doing and just like well it seems like the oasis was taking control of people's lives bitch i don't you can go into virtual reality have fun with that why aren't you doing this anyway something happens they he has to find the lost runes of the elven something or i don't remember oh, and elves. i don't i don't know it's no it's a well, it's, it's elves because this in this 1980 video game that no one's ever heard of, uh, it was based on elves. He played it a lot or something like that. At one point, he, he said, I went through and I played and beat every single game that had the number seven in them. And I'm just like, wow, that doesn't sound cool, actually. That actually sounds really shitty. Hold the video uh, games add up to seven? <laughs> no, they had like seven stars, Legend of the Star Seven or something. I don't know. Oh, uh, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars. That's he played that game. So yeah, he does that so he can find the password to some sort of thing. Oh yeah, by the way, Alex, congratulations, you win. They make a reference to the Princess Bride in this. Guess I don't like that movie anymore. Uh, <laughs> I mean, too. To <laughs> yeah, there's a a whole bunch. Yeah, he keeps. That's the thing is everyone knows it's like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, references to uh, pop culture. They never stop. It, it's constantly going. It's so fucking embarrassing. It's You can't... Th there's this evil villain who comes in and he's... I don't know. He's dressed like the, the main good guy. The... Whoever, well, I don't know, Doc Brown or something. And uh, he comes in and he's now a bad guy. He's taking over their thing. And he's quoting, like... Michael Jackson songs and saying that's my Michael Jackson. Yeah, I know. It's fucking Michael Jackson. The dude made Thriller. 
And other things. It's a good thing nobody on this show does that. So anyway, yeah, I wish exactly. Had helmets well, them too. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you see it. You you just say that's that's the way to hell was that too. We don't explain. This character says that in this uh, YouTube video, which is a parody of this cartoon show that was on this television network when we were kids. We don't have to do that, right? Which, it's just the show is indecipherable to more than like six people. <laughs> well, that's true, but also if we were to say it, people would be like, oh, I don't care. Hey, movie Man. fans, you're all fans of Rocket Power, the lost episode, right? You've all memorized that, too. I can't wait till we tell the listeners that we're all secret billionaires, and if they crack our podcast code, then they get to... Uh, yeah, you can take our billions, because if you find the seven shards of crystals, you can open another Zemeckis cube or something, I don't know. Uh, oh, by the way, it's, it's the Zemeckis thing is not a cube in this one. It's an entire planet devoted to his filmography. Great. I, uh, uh, yeah. How does it throw a Marlin section a, on the planet? If it's cubular. <laughs> it's not cubular. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not very Wait, good. I'm excited to see what like, oh, if you need an apple, you can taste the apple. Tell me what C-3PO's dick tastes like. Someone found <laughs> out. I want answers. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. So, in this new version of the Oasis, which I've already forgot what it's called, uh... You can uh, you can do all you can actually do things now. In the past is like remember in the movie they're like jumping around and stuff like that, and some guy was fucking around as a mushroom. Like in this one, you can actually like touch things, and with a haptic feedback, you actually feel these things. It's like wired into your brain or something like that, which you might think is unhealthy. It is. Uh, turns out you can have sex in this. You can have sex in the Oasis, oh, and they cool. constantly talk Just about like gamer. Yeah, there there are so many <laughs> fuck rooms in the oasis and he's like i learned how to better my technique by watching some of the hedonistic portrayal i'm like dude i don't want to hear you talk about this Ernest klein (laughs) yeah you can fuck anything in there so i watched people all right (laughs) cool i guess sorry sir it appears that the uh macguffin that you need is in sonic's other nude room (laughs) (laughs) at one point the the main character is talking about like i try to exercise for two hours a day and i'm like earnest 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 don't (laughs) telling lies ha 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 come on i know you took my virginity but i just watched batman bust all over big the cat and i think i'm ready to hit your back walls (laughs) (laughs) i would not recommend ready player two but we'll see what the next chapter has in store yeah you know what yeah, what if it gets really good? Okay, so the last movie I watched, um, you guys, if you guys have been following the news, uh, you may have heard tell of a character uh, going by the name L. Lynn Wood. Uh, he is well known as, uh, I guess, a lawyer of some sort, and he's been promoting a lot of conspiracy theories about the, the president how uh, Mike Pence is a lizard person and a traitor and Trump will be president for life and all these sorts of things. It's okay, fine. That guy's kind of crazy. Like, and you look at him, you're just like, well, you know, you can basically dismiss these people. He's basically stuck on parlor now, but I, I, I don't know. I did some research. I might look him up. He's got some views that Parker said he agrees with. And as it turns out, he got famous because he was one of the uh, defamation lawyers for one Richard Jewell. And I'm like, finally, this is what kicks me over the ledge. I'm going to watch this fucking movie. Oh, good. You uh, watched your Kevin James movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, now, actually, to, to give it away here, Ellen Wood does not appear in Richard Jewell, so 3 out of 10. Um, I'll tell you this, this is, uh, Richard Jewell mostly got famous for, they saw the trailer, and people saw, oh, hey, it's the fat guy from My Tanya. He was hilarious in that. He tells no jokes in this movie, so, uh, get that out of your head real quick. He's really good. I will say that the, the main actor, the guy who plays the titular, Richard, Richard Jewell, call him titular he put on 25 pounds to play this looks like 250 pounds yeah me too he, he he's really good he's a really good actor i got my eyes on him he's really great uh it also has john ham who's been in uh television shows um he's okay he just does the john ham thing where he just kind of <laughs> looks like that and people are like yeah that's good enough uh that's, olivia honestly what a blessed career right yeah Olivia like, Wilde. Oh, let, let, I haven't seen this. Let me guess. He's an FBI agent who plays by his own rules. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. It's been like ten what a shocker. I like, oh, one day he'll get a project. He'll take off again. But the the real draw of this movie to me was Sam Watterson. He's so good in this. I I was shocked. Now, now I remember he was <clears throat> he was really good in like uh, Jojo Rabbit. I thought he did excellent in that movie. And in Richard Jewell, he's somehow even better. He he plays a real-life person, the real-life lawyer for Richard Jewell. And most of these events, as far as I can tell, this is very, very accurate. Um, this got uh, not really a critical drubbing. Most people actually liked it. But a lot of people in the liberal left-wing media didn't like this movie because of the portrayal of journalists. This is directed by Clint Eastwood, and I think after his performance with that chair at the RNC, people are just like, oh, Clint's got some views, and his views of uh, journalists are probably no exception. Olivia Wilde is portrayed as a journalist, I believe, Kathy Scruggs, and she is portrayed as sleeping with uh, uh, John Hamm in order to get information from him so she could break news. It's kind of like um, a Katie Kirk sort of situation there, and it's... Uh, we have no proof that I, that actually happened. It's kind of a slam against journalists. But Kathy Scruggs was a real-life bad person. She did awful things. She should be shamed for it. That's okay. Uh, if anyone thinks that Richard Jewell actually did this... I mean, I, I did the research myself, too. There's, there's no way. It's not actually possible for him to have done it as well. Especially not at that size. But uh, overall, I did like the movie. There are some cringeworthy moments in the script... Alex, I think if you watch this, you'd probably despise it. What was that movie oh, I, about? What, what was that movie about the uh, the Washington Post that you watched that was awful? I don't want to talk about the Post. I, yeah, thank you. I forgot what it was called for a second. That movie I love sucks. The news. So. I I like that is one of those movies that just lives rent free in my head. Because it's like you see one of these, you know, stupid ass, you know, eight hundred thousand likes fucking tweets and you just think about this scene where the lady decides to confront the patriarchy by walking into this building and she and it's like all the women are outside the room and then the door opens and all the men are on the inside it's like hey you get it you get it you see what i'm trying to do here with this here camera and it's one of those <sighs> cursed movies that like no one you've ever met or ever will meet has seen the post so you can't just vent like can't you fucking hate that thing it's not like star wars so you're just yeah. in this private hell of just thinking about the post nonstop. You know, there when I get two person... assignments this week, what are you guys up to? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, anyway, Alex, what did you watch? Absolutely fucking nothing. Parker, go ahead. <laughs> <sighs> One of these weeks, I will watch. It's, no, it's, it's, take, it's I just, take time. 
What do you want me to say, dude? Sometimes you're just not feeling it. It's it's fair. It's fair. So those Duke boys were at it again, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make I a joke a... he has to cut. Don't make a joke he has to cut. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're all being strong right now. Yeah. So uh, I had an interesting experience with this in that I didn't know there was an unrated cut. So imagine my surprise when I'm halfway through this PG-13 comedy and there's just a bunch of titties on screen. <laughs> that what? was an overwhelming experience like, huh, I guess I downloaded the unrated version. I did not I know that that would happen. Too. Yeah. Um, look, it's not good, obviously, but it could have been a lot worse. Like, at least Sean William Scott and Johnny Knoxville have actual charisma and even Burt Reynolds sleepwalking is still Burt Reynolds. I forgot Burt Reynolds was in this. How is Jessica uh, Simpson? See, uh, yeah, uh, anyway. <laughs> she's there. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was directed by one of the Broken Lizard guys who did all of their movies. Because I'm watching, I'm like, wait, isn't that Farva? Oh, isn't that the indie guy? <laughs> like, literally all of the Broken Lizard people are just in this movie. Oh, um, I, I didn't know there that. Was, there was one gag that actually made me laugh is too strong but got a reaction out of me where uh, so they don't realize that the general lee because they steal it has a giant confederate flag on the top for a while so they go and get into some shenanigans there's a big blow up there's a bunch of physical comedy in a science lab because you figure it out man and there's an explosion and they get all this soot and ash all over their face and then they accidentally pull into a black neighborhood Wearing blackface, driving the General Lee. I was like, ah, that's something. Alex was right when he said that I would probably enjoy this. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> also, so Parker, other... before you go any further, uh-huh. someone say shenanigans? <laughs> you know, what's that restaurant? You love all that goofy shit all over the wall? <laughs> <laughs> oh... <laughs> Like, I'm sure the theatrical cut is fucking atrocious, but there was a special magic in watching this unrated thing and not realizing it was, because uh, they have an uncle, played by Willie Nelson, and his entire character is, I'm just going to tell really shitty, dirty jokes, and at the end of the movie, there's a big car chase, and Willie Nelson is just grabbing moonshine out of the back, turning them into Molotov cocktails, and then throwing them at cop cars. So this is happening... And he's telling all these shitty jokes. And at one point, he's just kind of like staring at one of the bombs. And John Knox was like, hey, man, you're going to keep thinking about that or just throw it? And then 900-year-old Willie Nelson yells, oh, I was thinking about pussy. And he throws it in a car explodes. <laughs> I will never forget that as long as I live. <laughs> just, just, the joke has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> it's, it's almost like the sex drive on Radio Cuts, like... Why are there, like, five F-bombs in this shitty comedy out of nowhere? Why did they just literally open a door and there's just eight topless women in a college dorm? Why are they in a college dorm? Like, it's not good, but... In fact, the first hour, I was just dragging, like, I could just turn this off now. And just be like, yeah, I watched it, it sucked, and no one would know the difference. But what if they tied it all together at the end? They didn't. Willie Nelson performs the Dukes of Hazzard theme song, that's fun. Was it uh was it faithful to the show at least? Yeah, I've definitely seen the whole show and it all seemed to check out, so we can cross that off the list. You didn't see it, you lived it. Buddy. 
Let me just take a look at my car outside here. The, that was about to say is like that's why you didn't show up to Trasmus. We might have seen the the top of your car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're hosting it here again. Oh, no, we're going out to the northeast. Ooh, got a lab. <laughs> going out to the so, northeast. If we held Draftsmiths in Boston. So, uh, another good movie is The Wrath of Khan, which you assigned me. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. There is definitely a Mandela universe where I watched this as a kid, and then I've just spent the last two decades watching Star Trek. But unfortunately, this is not that universe. And uh, I think it's common knowledge that this is the high point. So the odds of me... Like, if I was in, like, actual quarantine and not working and just stuck at home every day... I'd probably be watching a lot of Star Trek right now just because, like, oh, that was fun. I might as well just walk, binge the series. Like my yeah, it gets pretty did. interesting. Yeah. But, uh, it's just, we're just not in that universe. I'm sorry. Which, you know what? Honestly, not that bad of a thing. Like, everyone reveres Star Trek, but it, it is okay to not watch it. This is not a must watch for anyone. At some point, I'll probably watch through all the movies just to have them in a frame of reference. Like, oh, you, you, you don't I had never watch watched them. an episode until you assigned them to me. But for like the last twenty years, I've known that the fourth movie is about going back in time because of whales. That's that, just been a thing. That one's I've actually good, though. Them. That's the second best movie. That one's actually good. So there's only like what ten of them total, including like the next generation. I'll probably watch them all at some point. Because what else am I doing, man? I watched the Dukes of Hazard. I have time. <laughs> yeah, you did. God, I wish that Johnny Knoxville was in a Star Trek movie. I mean, he's in Men in Black too. Isn't that close enough? I maybe that. uh oh, maybe he'll be in the quentin tarantino one that guy's got an eye for talent you know? <laughs> he does well maybe if he gets his foot in the door speaking oh of an eye for talent <laughs> my good thank you for just helping me segue right to my friend john travolta <laughs> in a film called trading paint skip i have downloaded a lot of movies in my life Never before has the actual, like, video file I've downloaded been wrong. Every single (laughs) file says trading point, which is not a good sign. (laughs) They cannot be bothered to hit play and go, yeah, that's the right thing, and then upload it. So we're already starting off good. So I knew this movie is about racing. Did not realize this is about southern NASCAR racing. (laughs) So when John Travolta and his fucking pumpkin head walks on screen and talks in the accent he's chosen boy you can really just feel the chill run down your spine when you realize like oh this is gonna be the whole movie of him and his boy racing so uh they're a father-son racing team uh their mother is dead and uh john travolta is trying to you know trying to get out there trying to find a new woman so he's dating Shania Twain, who I guess is in movies now, so that's fun for me. And uh, his son's really good, but the problem is his car's a fucking piece of shit. And they're broke all the time, and his equipment keeps breaking down. So he's lured by John Travolta's rival, Michael Madsen. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of them has a bigger face? It's... My god, dude, it's the sun and the moon fighting each other. And it's like 80 minutes, so it's just every single movie about like, oh my god, we're not getting along anymore, I'm going to go race for your competition. Oh my god, there's a big wreck. Dad, I took this for granted, I love you, I want to win with you. Just cram all that as fast as possible. That's the movie. 
but the real thing is like the movie's about family and that's why it's so important shut up <laughs> it's, hey guys spoilers it's not good <laughs> worse than Gotti uh, you haven't seen it now. you wouldn't know Yeah, that is in your future that's fine I'll take it now Gotti is I way too good for you city, dude. <laughs> an actual good movie would be Muppet Treasure Island. Yes. I don't have a ton to say because when it comes to kids' movies, it's all it's either like, oh, that was actually good, or I don't know, that was cute, or that sucks. That's really just how my brain files these away. It's pretty good. It's very cute, and Tim Curry is fantastic in it. Yeah, you know that was a thing where it, uh, the movie came out in '96, and I mean you got Muppet Treasure Island, you got Muppet uh, Christmas Carol. There should have been more Muppet movies. There should have been more Muppet adaptations of uh, old ye oldy timey books. Can you imagine if we got a Muppet version of Cruel Intentions? <laughs> oh, <now> we're talking. <laughs> you can't even cast Tim Curry in that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kermit, I am dressed like a girl frog. <laughs> How many characters is Tim Curry playing? You know, Scooter's kind of dangerously close to the <laughs> Scooter's kind of dangerously close to the road here. I don't know. <laughs> he would sing Bittersweet Symphony as the car hit him too, dude. <laughs> All I was thinking was like Fozzie Bear getting hit by that car, and then hearing <laughs> da, 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 da. imagine it's it's a uh, fucking uh, Beaker who does it. <laughs> Watch Cruel really Intentions when again. I can't believe he took Rizzo the Rat's virginity. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a Miss Piggy voice, so don't imagine uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's lines in that voice. <laughs> By the way, two for two on movies that just opened with in Rizzo the Rat as himself, and it made me laugh both times. That's such a good bit. I don't know why. I like that everyone's playing these classic literary characters, and then also Rizzo the Rat is there somehow. Good for him. <laughs> it's very apparent how much fun Tim Curry is having. I love that for him. He's truly thriving in this role. Oh yeah, you can tell he's having so much fun. My brother, can I tell you a little bit about the way my brother's brain works? Is oh, no. the the song from that movie so that everyone cast your mind back to last Wednesday? <laughs> So the the song that everyone remembers from Up at Treasure Island is the opening song, "Shiver My Timbers," because that's like really cool. It's it's uh it's got a great beat. It's catchy. It's having it's great. But my brother, for some reason, remembers the song that that uh that that boy sings uh, where he's like in the uh in the inn, and my brother doesn't remember doing it. My brother doesn't write his own father. Doesn't even let him know he's okay or anything. He he hasn't spoken to him in months. But if you ask him about Muppet Treasure Island, he could just recite that uh, that entire song that that little boy sings in that in in that same voice. As I wake up each day and wonder what for. It's like, what are you doing? I also, Parker, did you like it? Ago. I don't remember that song. Parker, did you like when they were going through? Uh, I guess what was it uh, Billy Bones's uh, like backpack and stuff, and they pull out a book by Henry Kissinger for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a pause moment of like like I know I've been sleeping much recently but surely <laughs> surely I didn't just imagine that right I have no up. idea why they included it it's just in there he 
you gotta always be prepared, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All I understand right. these Muppets. It's crazy that Disney's just owned them for decades and does absolutely nothing with them. Yet I can't stop getting remakes of the same movies I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. Give me more Muppets, you cowards. So, uh, Alex, we all remember the foam adventure, don't we? Oh, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I made good on that. I'm glad we have the Uh, behind the music for this. (laughs) It was kind of, first of all, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just knock this out real quick. Clicked it, so it was 30 minutes. I was like, all right, cool, I'll get to that tomorrow, I guess. (laughs) Just an immediate, like, (laughs) not doing this today. It was kind of interesting just to hear them talk through the whole thing (laughs) and their mindset. I forgot they were in college at that point, not high school, which changes things. Just watching their faces contort at some moments, really, just, I feel it. Because if I ever recorded something like that, you would never see me again. I would just fucking off myself. And there's a moment at the end that fills me with an existential dread that I could never imagine. Which was, you know, they recorded it, they put it online, it's like jokes for their little friends. And then they're at college, and then someone they don't know walks up and goes, Oh, hey, I saw you on 4chan. Oh no! <laughs> the oh, most no. haunted sentence I've ever heard in my life, and like every main thing I've ever said about them since that video came out, all got recontextualized. Like, oh my god, if that happened, I'd fucking kill myself. <laughs> if anyone ever started a conversation like that with me, I would not be in this country right now. I would be laying low somewhere else, like a fugitive. Right. But uh. You know, it turns out uh, they bought a lot of foam and they made a bunch of Pokemon cosplay with it. So good for them, I guess. <sighs> it's with the should not have been 30 minutes, I'll tell you that much right now. Has. Money they, in fact, did not have. <sighs> like, it, I wanted to really tear into it, but it's just rough to just catch. Like, yeah, so we kept getting death threats over this thing. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. The internet like 2006 was pretty different, huh? Yeah, I guess. Death threat to the foam adventure girl. (laughs) Fucking kill you, you fucking bitch! Like what? How dare you buy all the foam? You should have saved it for others. (laughs) How dare you buy that foam? You just said you don't has money. You fucking bitch. It's good. Um, I don't know. There's something kind of sweet about just seeing. I like watching people go back and just relive these horribly embarrassing things in their lives. Ooh, this is not embarrassing. So, Alex, you spend a lot of your time looking for low-budget animal movies, don't you, Skip? You could say that. Now, when I put on Rogue, starring one (laughs) Megan Fox, it turned out this is like a best-case scenario for you. Yeah? Because there are multiple lion attacks. Oh, fuck yes! A lot of people get shredded by lions. Like the opening of this movie, the cold open, is just people getting absolutely shredded by a line that gets loose. And in the back and then it cuts like further ahead, and then Megan Fox is leading some recon team in Africa, and you're like, Oh fuck, did we just blow it all early? In fact, they did not. There's this whole movie going on, but also every once in a while this fucking line gets loose and starts mauling people. <laughs> Alright, I might be watching this this week. Pretty early on, there's a scene where they liberate these captives, and they're like, they're trying to escape, obviously, and there's this river, like, alright, you gotta cross the river. She's like, I'm not getting in that fucking water. Like, dude, we have to go. She's like, I'm not doing it. They're like, get in the fucking water. So she steps in, and the croc just tears her apart. (laughs) (laughs) It is so good. 
What if I told you that uh, there's a scene where someone gets like really fucked up, just really badly injured, and to like to keep them from like passing out and dying, to keep them awake, really keep them motivated, they start singing Backstreet's back to him, and he starts singing back to them, and that's how he holds on. And also, what if I told you that comes back like three times? What? The what if I also told you there's a scene late in the movie where two of them are like on death doors, like. Everybody and the lion just jumps in the frame and eats someone. <laughs> I did not realize this movie had lions to this there story. There are so many lions. <laughs> it Fuck is. me, dude. Look, it's not good, but it's pretty fucking good. All right, that's uh, just move that to the top of the list. Because you just think of things like that movie you watched with Meatloaf. <laughs> that's funny for like. <laughs> I watch this fucking movie with a lion and meatloaf, but like, this is the best case scenario. It's it's quite good. <laughs> so last week, I sat down at my neat station, and on one screen, I watched a bunch of QAnon people storm the Capitol, and then on the other screen, I watched White House down. <laughs> I did my part as an American. I had never seen White House down. And it sucks in a way only Roland Emmerich can make it suck. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Channing Tatum and his daughter, who is just a White House autist, who just walks around correcting the tour guide. Like, just the most insufferable shit-ass kid. And it's got a pretty good cast, because, like, all of his movies have pretty decent casts. And you go to one room, and it's like, oh, yes, thank you, General. And then James Woods walks in, and you're like, all right, well, I guess we figure out who the fucking bad guy is in this movie. <laughs> And, uh, well, another one of the bad guys, see, he can't do this alone. He needs a master hacker. So they call in <laughs> the McPoyo brother, who is known as the king of the hackers. I forgot about this. They keep showing just, up. He's just playing his stay alive character. It's the, the worst shit. And we find out this entire movie's happening because James Woods' dumbass kid died in Iran, and now he's mad at the president. There's definitely a scene where I'm looking to my left and watching these people just steal shit out of the offices. <laughs> like, just walking out holding shit. And on my right, I hear someone fire off a gun and go, Let's go, sheeple! Get in there! <laughs> and the cognitive dissonance really broke me. Um, the movie ends with everyone seeing this go down and then France, Russia, China, Israel, and Iran all signing a peace treaty. So, a good job, everyone. Shout out to Roland Emmerich for getting France involved yet again. <laughs> On the same level as all these other disgusting foreign countries. <laughs> They're specifically name-dropped with Israel and Iran. <laughs> a solid, like, three, three and a half stars. Um, hey, Chris, you know there's, like... Did you know there's an It Man 3? Yeah, and is that the one with Mike Tyson? Correct follow-up question did you know there's an it man 4 yep i hold up i think i knew this who who's the special guest in this episode follow-up to follow-up question did you know that the main villain of it man 4 is scott atkins as a marine that hates chinese people well it's about time yep. they class it up <laughs> it's so fucking good it is amazing it has one of my favorite things with foreign movies where it's a Chinese production shot in English, so every single English actor is the dirt worst, most dog shit performer you've ever seen. 
Because they don't fucking know. There's like, oh, looks like they hit their mark. Cut, I guess. Great. You nailed it. Good job, white guy. Yeah, that's that's kind of a recurring theme here. It's At one point, the movie just becomes Tekken. Because Bruce Lee's just like hanging out. And these guys challenge him to a fight, and he beats him up. <clears throat> and then there's a guy standing in the alley, just in full karate gi. It just does a spin kick to kick a lamp out, and then they have an alley fight, and then Bruce Lee starts winning, so he just pulls nunchucks out of his black belt. It is incredibly good. <laughs> Scott Atkins is basically the dad from the fucking Twisted Sister I Want to Rock video, but instead of loud music, he just hates minorities, especially Chinese people. He hates them and their stupid karate so much. And his whole thing is showing, like, this kung fu bullshit doesn't work. We need real strong American stuff like karate. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) So he sends his best recruit to the middle of a Chinatown festival just to go, Hey, Chinaman, you think you can break these bricks with your kung fu? And then he starts fighting all these Chinese kung fu masters. (laughs) It's incredibly good. You should absolutely watch it. And there are multiple scenes of Scott Atkins doing a bunch of spin kicks and yelling about how <laughs> inferior races can and should be defeated by American karate. Oh. And uh, <laughs> more importantly, if you're not a psychotic completionist like Chris, you can skip the first three. Absolutely. I've really, I've seen the first but two. Um, I, no, I, <laughs> I, I like the, I like the first two. They're all right. It's just. Uh, Boy, they sure lean hard into the nationalism, don't they? They they sure oh. lean hard into the Zack Snyder slow mo, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of nice watching. Um, what's the what's the lead actor's name in it, man? Again, Donnie Yen. Yeah, Donnie Yen. It's it's kind of nice watching him do like the the moves and stuff like that. I think that's kind of neat. Um, I I gotta admit, when I got to the second one, I was getting kind of annoyed with it. But uh, I I don't know. They're they're all right. They're uh, they're not exactly something that I would say that I'm passionate about. But I I like kung fu movies. But well, they said the third one has Mike Tyson in it. That that sure sounds does. a little that sounds a little silly. I'm know. very passionate about movies with Chinese nationalism. That just go out of the way to talk about how fucking shitty Japanese people are. <laughs> it's so it's just a whole world that I don't know about. And it keeps creeping up on me. I'll be watching like some silly martial arts movie and be like, hey, wait a second, that was kind of fucked up, right? You know, and the rejoinder that I always hear is like, well, the Rocky movies are nationalistic. I'm like, look, any movie that has a character like Polly is clearly criticizing the nation at large. Exactly. <laughs> and also, like, bringing up Rocky as a point of comparison doesn't really help because Rocky sucks ass. Also correct. I'll die on that hill. Fuck those movies. Yeah. Well, I like the I like the first one. Incorrect. I'm sorry. No, but, uh, well, the Dolph Lundgren one city. fucks. The rest of <laughs> it's, you just forget them. It's from my favorite city. <laughs> oh. Is it? My favorite football team. <laughs> Does someone want to watch more Philadelphia movies? <laughs> no, okay, let's just... All right, what I don't see. understand is why they didn't fire him halfway through the second movie. I mean, he clearly didn't have it. Like, a loser's a loser. <laughs> all right uh so i was gonna get through a bunch of assignments on one of my days off and my lovely girlfriend was sick as shit just puking all day so it turned into let's watch a lot of like just nice kids movies and just relax on the couch so you That's stop fair. throwing up yeah so we will just rapid fire through these quickly here i watched the first toy story for the first time in probably 20 years 
it's really surprising how much of that movie visually holds up outside of Andy and his little sister. That right, like yeah, that's, that's definitely my takeaway is that like the visuals are really impressive and that's the only reason that Pixar is sticking around today is that they made animation that can last over the years. Like, because Andy looks terrible, but Sid looks fine just because he's a little ghoulish monster kid. Well, he's supposed to, yeah. And, well, the toys look great. I mean, the toys are like, wow, that could be like released today. It looks better than some movies I've seen. Because I went into it like, oh, I haven't seen this in forever. And then just beat by beat, I'm like, oh, yeah, then this happens. And then right, this happens. Right, and yeah. this happens. Got yeah. it. Got it. Yep, I remember this whole movie, turns out. So we watched that. And then after that, we watched A Bug's Life, which I saw in theaters and never again. In my head, it was always like, it's that thing you do where you don't really care about a movie as a kid. So you're just like, well, yeah, that's the consensus, right? Like, no one gives a shit because I watched it once as a child and didn't care about it. So that's just what we all think. It's fine. Yeah. It's yeah, it's... It's actually an adaptation of The Seven Samurai by Akira Kurosawa, 1954, black and white. Almost four hours long, Parker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's fine. Some cute characters. Yeah. Yeah. It's whatever. Because like I said earlier, like, it's either, like, actually good, or it's like, oh, that's cute, or it's shitty. And I haven't gotten to the shitty Pixar's yet. Like, it's fine. And then we just kept it rolling, like, all right, fuck it, Toy Story 2's next, why not? I have not seen this since I was a kid. Four years later, and it looks like it came out 20 years later. It's an insane jump, watching them so close together. Because wow. I just, in my head, I was like, oh, it's like probably like a decade between them. No, just two movies apart. Uh, not going to say anything anyone doesn't already know, Toy Story 2's very good. Yeah, We'll get two, three eventually. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Um, and then we watched Onward because I realized I hadn't seen that yet. It was just kind of sitting there on my queue. You watched it, right, Chris? Yeah, and uh, I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't like, you know, best movie of the year or anything, but I was like, yeah, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, definitely falls into the, yeah, pretty good. Like, I just have all these listed in a row with just like, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Like, yeah. nothing written underneath them. Yeah, there's, I mean, what's there to say? It's Chris Pratt is, what is he, is uh, Orc or whatever they are? That's a cannot believe that's not jack black it's yeah insane. that's actually the biggest surprise here it's, it's like insane that, that's... you look at that character he's just jack black from brutal legend why exactly is Pratt? that's like the entire like thing with him also I'm, I'm sure there were like really funny jokes in there that i forgot about and i i can't for the life of me remember what they are it washed uh, over me pretty quickly yeah. i'll be honest yeah but, like for something that you know you just turn on prime or not prime disney plus and it's there like yeah it's absolutely fine like like a solid all of those are like at worst like three stars all the ones mm-hmm. i just listed at worst like bug's life and no one no one fucking remembers a bug's life but like it's fine it's fine absolutely fine the last movie i watched chris you're a big fan of uh miyazaki right <sighs> not really <laughs> you should watch his first movie What's... one loop in the third the castle of cagliostro Oh, it's okay. extremely I'll, good. It's okay, so okay, good. okay. I'll watch it. I okay. So, like, can I please address the, the Miyazaki shit? Absolutely. Uh, back when it is sort of a reputation that I have for hating Hayao Miyazaki movies, and that opinion has evolved over time. Uh, originally, my brother got a whole bunch of Miyazaki DVDs, and he would monopolize the use of the, t- of the TV. He would just watch them all the time. It was getting kind of annoying, and I was like, ah. Oh, spirited away oh, this fucking thing and I got kind of sick of them and 
rewatching some of them in the right context, and I, I actually like some of them. I like uh, Castle in the Sky. I think that one's good. I recently rewatched uh, what's it called, uh, Nausea in the Valley of the Wind. That's that one's really good too. That's fine. Uh, some of these I cannot get into. Ponyo is not a good movie. I don't care what anyone says. But I think you would agree, even the ones you don't like, like they've got some pretty good art. They're nice to look at. Yeah, that's that's true. Like I despise Grave of the Fireflies, but yes, it is very cute and well done and stuff like that. But you said no. Lupin the Third, Castle of Cagliostro. Yeah. I did not know that was Hayao Miyazaki. Take yep. all of his aesthetic and art style and t- move it over to a movie where you're storming a castle. You're getting some dungeon crawling shenanigans. You got this weird cult thing going on with all these guys in hoods. You got, like, robot guards, I think? Eh, close enough. It's whatever the fuck those things are. Like, his whole aesthetic with, like, hey, how about just, like, a fun adventure movie? Who doesn't love a good fucking heist? This guy sure does. All right, I I'll, think you'll really enjoy it. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'm going to try to get to that. I would say you could just watch it on Netflix like I did, but you canceled it because you can't watch The Office anymore. <laughs> we we could have just recorded another day or something we don't have to fucking do this alright and that's it now that I've monopolized the conversation let's talk about the substitute (laughs) we we got our friend Tom Berenger and all his other buddies from Platoon no really sure and they're in uh, was it Cuba I think they're running a black ops mission in Cuba and Something goes wrong, and uh, they get burned, like in Burn Notice, and uh, they have to... Damn, I can't believe we fucked up the invasion of Cuba again. (laughs) (laughs) It's like five people. You need a little bit more than five people. You'd think they would have learned that after the first time, huh? Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, these five people, that'll be enough. So anyway, they they get burned, and... uh, one of their friends with long hair and glasses, the nerd of the group, gets really mad and kicks the TV. And uh, felt a little flashback to my own family's bloodline there. Uh, and anyway, they're like, "Well, we'll." What are they like? What do we do now? Tom Berger says, "We wait." And like a day later, they're in Miami. So I guess that's just what they have to do now. And uh, we cut to a high school. It's in the inner city. Um. Actually, it's not. It's actually kind of near the beach. And there, there are a bunch of students there, and these students are uh, quite uncouth, I would say. Parker, how would you describe these students? Uh, not white. <laughs> we won't find a lot of them in this movie. Where Parker is the that civility. Out your own time? <laughs> Honestly. Parker's watching this with, the, with like the sound off and the screen hidden under a blanket. So. <laughs> just got one of those little clickers of bouncer uses. Uh, clock, a clock three so far. <laughs> so, weirdly enough, the principal of the high school is Ernie Hudson. Now, I'll tell you this much. I love Ernie Hudson. I love Ernie Hudson's voice, and uh, he seems to be a recurring guest on this podcast. He was recently in Congo. So, unfortunately, no Tim Curry in this movie. Uh, but we do have a one of the gangster students. He really looks like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Mark Anthony is an interesting looking yeah. dude. Yeah. You He's just look a... at that guy with that neck tattoo in this movie and go, man, I can't believe he was married to J-Lo. Right? He was married to J-Lo? How the hell did he pull that off? 
Well, when you run the largest high school cocaine trafficking ring in the country. Hey, Parker, what was the name of their uh, of their gang? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you mean the KOD? The Kings of Destruction? Yeah, it sounds like a Halo clan. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Undertaker and Kane? Whatever. <laughs> Kings of Destruction. So <laughs> so cool. That's a first draft thing that shouldn't have made it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're outside having a big punch up, uh, being very naughty. And one of the white teachers comes up to them and tells them, you better stop doing that. And they're like, we will fucking cut your guts out. And she goes up to Ernie Hudson. She's like, you, you hear that? You see that? They're going to like, they're going to like hurt me. Come on. Please at least suspend them. Like, at least attention. Make them, like, knock your racers or something. Come on, we have to do something. He's like, I can't do that. I'd have a lawsuit on my hands. And she's like, oh, fine. She goes up to her car, and they start jumping on her car. (laughs) Every single, both white characters just sound like the Dave Chappelle white guy voice. They do. (laughs) Kids, cut the malarkey. Stop selling weed. Learn how to read here. They're jumping on our car and terrorizing her like like the villagers from Jim Cotta, Okay, it's insane. <laughs> if Top Barger had a pommel what horse that nearby, city called? she's teaching in the city of the damned. Or <laughs> the high school of the damned. We're gonna call it that. So, um, Tom Barringer is visiting from. Uh, well, don't worry about it, okay? And uh, he's visiting her. <laughs> Where have you been? Oh, Cuba? What were you doing? No. Uh, cigar shopping. So, uh, are you just sending Louis Guzman to overthrow Castro? <laughs> Seems like a bad call. Oh, God. That's the thing. Is I, saw Louis, I saw Louis Guzman in this. Man, all I could think about him was his performance in 9-11. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Anytime, buddy. The movie or the day? <laughs> and to all the haters and losers and failed insurrectionary. So, uh, you I. You are all my little pog champs. Please go home. I prefer insurrectionists who don't get arrested by the FBI. So, uh,. I, I can't get out of the, this image out of my head. It's it's kind of like the one in Sudden Death where uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is getting beaten up by a mascot penguin. In this one, it's Tom Berenger lying on his bed in a bathrobe, throwing ninja stars at the wall. That's a real powerful vibe. As a man who's just waiting to get a phone call so he can go break some necks again on foreign soil. He's just like, oh, I'm bored. There's nothing on TV. <laughs> gonna keep doom scrolling here just fucking cutting their fucking throats open hanging like pigs <laughs> anyway uh, they go to a strip joint which is like the club scene of this movie oh fantastic fucking big ass titties in the camera's face great there's this shot it's unnecessary this movie didn't need to be rated R but okay yeah okay so there's <laughs> a shot sure? here <laughs> there's a shot that's like I will never forget this it's early on and there are these three Asian businessmen, and they're sitting at a table, they're enjoying themselves, one of which is holding a submachine gun, and he's pointing it at the strippers as they just gyrate around poles. <laughs> hey, man, you can never be too careful with those uh, strippers. <laughs> they might be hiding, like, one of those, like, really small guns in their pussies. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> So Tom Berger is in need of work, you know, murking just isn't what it used to be. So he goes to uh, this one guy's house. Parker, do you recognize this guy? 
know, but I'm excited to he, talk about this scene. <laughs> this guy, well, we're going to talk about this scene. This guy is the uh, the post office guy from The Tommyknockers by Stephen King. Why would you? How? Look at me. It, it's always somebody. <laughs> that or the fucking Langoliers. And every time I'm like, man, I hope they don't realize that I haven't seen either of these. <laughs> I mean, those are three-hour movies. My not correctly, but the day I go... Oh, that's the post office guys from the Langoliers. It's the day you get attacked. Not like, the Langoliers. Hey, sorry, man. Just throw my laptop in the water. Goodbye. It's the Tommy Knockers. First, very different. Also, I have a feeling if I were to make either one of you watch that, I'd have to use a wish on it. Okay, yes, we we absolutely watched it. No, you guys watch Langoliers. Uh, no, Chris, we Parker. did an episode on yeah. the Tommy Knockers. We did an episode on the Tommy Knockers. I don't even remember that. Holy even shit. I knew that. Wow. I was there. I lived it. Oh, re- I remember. I had to download like two fucking 700 megabyte MP4s because so I couldn't <laughs> fucking find it anywhere. And now I remember because I watched the Tommy Knockers on my birthday. It wasn't worth it. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Oh, good. We're talking about Doug Peterson again. <laughs> what does that have to do with uh, Doug Peterson? I think I missed it. That's a real baby shoes never worn scenario, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> oh, my birthday. It's, it's sadder than Game Master Anthony's birthday. Incorrect. Anyway. He had all of his friends from all his favorite video games. He watched three hours. Tommy <laughs> Knockers. I don't even remember who's in that fuck. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Smith. Okay, back yeah, to the And also substitute. the post office guy. And the post yeah, office Everyone's guy. favorite character. Yeah. The guy who eats a lot of cereal and shits his pants. <laughs> we gotta talk about this. Feels so good, first man. of all... First of all, their hiring process is to watch, like, those 1990s direct-to-video. Hi, I'm Sergeant Slaughter, and I'm available for mercenary work. And uh, Tom Berenger's like, I don't have a video with highlights. They're like, oh, join the 20th century. And uh, it's just like, do people actually do that? Do people make, like, highlights like NFL highlights of them killing people. It's <laughs> just an and one mixtape of murdering a bunch of Cuban gorillas. <laughs> he made a fucking Halo 3 montage of himself in Guatemala and Owens. I just imagine they just do fucking one-liners. Like, it's, uh... <laughs> What's the fucking show that White Chocolate was on? Fuck. Why can't I remember the name? Oh, God damn it. I don't remember either. Don't look at me. I know Whatever. you don't. Okay. I, uh, I'm, I'm also drawing a blank. Yeah, well, anyway. Uh, I'm so sorry. So the, the, one of the I'm investors... thinking about someone just playing click, click, boom while they murder the gorillas <laughs> in South America. So anyway, that potential investor leaves, and as soon as he closes the door, the post office guy from Tommy Dockers lays out one of the deepest, dankest farts I've ever heard in a movie. <laughs> Just sniping a bunch of peasants to one winked angel. <laughs> Can I get an encore? Do you want more? <laughs> Dome shotting these fucking captives. <laughs> he releases his trained rat to take them out, and suddenly you hear, Ooh, wah! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the guy blames his fart on cereal that had too much fiber. <laughs> hey, this movie's like a tight hour 45. You think we can fill 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> Is this Talk a- about eating fiber one and just like walking and farting. <laughs> <on stuff. laughs> 
Hey, we gotta make a yeah, joke. A, oh, Tavy, gotta get a <laughs> Oh, fuck, God. This is the most Tom Great. Arnold character not played by Tom Arnold. Yes, yeah, what yes. what the fuck? So, here's a weird yeah, thing about DMX, this. like, choked out Tom Arnold and he started farting? Yeah, see... <laughs> 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 this is what gets really me about, pleasant thoughts for your day this is this is what gets me about this is like you can tell that right here this is a pg-13 joke they originally wanted this to be pg-13 then i assume they had trouble getting some of the actors to not say the fuck word so <laughs> anyway is this the scene where tom berger makes him poop his pants <laughs> it sure is <laughs> So it's it's not even the it's not even uh, the guy from Tommy Dockers. He's just the new guy at school. He likes to skateboard and hire mercenaries. I would never do anything to compromise our mercenary mission. I'd poop my pants. <laughs> now I'm just imagining Tom Berger calling him shit break the whole time. <laughs> All right, so uh, Tom Berger's girlfriend, played by an actress, is uh, she's out running right, and she's running with a biggest dumbest grin on her face and i guess pigtails was that once he turned 40 i guess he decided to grow pigtails to feel younger or something i don't know i don't want to talk uh, about aging okay and uh (laughs) she uh she gets her kneecaps fucking bonked by who is this guy i thought he was a high schooler at first despite the fact that he's seven feet tall (laughs) Also, okay, I, I guess we should point this out. And, and tell me if I got this wrong, but I'm pretty sure someone calls him an Indian guy. He's very clearly not Indian. I I wrote down Antifa super soldier. <laughs> I assumed that Indian, when they said Indian, they meant Native American, so I just wrote down T-Hawk. Proud of you. Yeah, she's jogging and this fucking QAnon chief just kneecapped her. <laughs> Antifa super soldier. <laughs> Finishing this fight. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tom Berenger saves her on the beach with his dad strength. He's somehow able to topple this fucking building of a man. <laughs> and uh, takes her back. Oh no, my leg is broke. I can't go uh, teach the kids. Uh, hey, hire, t- call this person to call this person so I can get a substitute teacher. In what world are they not making this lady teach with a broken leg? That's also a good point, yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, actually, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, sorry, she can't walk for a week. First of all, yeah, she can. And second of all, you're going to teach anyway. Uh, So Tom Berenger, I guess because he's just bored at home, is just like, yeah, I'll go teach. Either that or he's going to offend his girlfriend's kneecap. I love his performance because every time he's on screen some kids like hey teach what's wrong with your doo-doo ass he's just staring at them like he's fighting every urge just to slit their fucking throat in front of all their classmates oh he wants to make an example out of every single one of these kids the entire movie i don't even know that we should be calling them kids every single student in this movie is in their mid to late 20s considering he like physically abuses like eight of them i guess it makes sense yeah it was like oh maybe that got they got held back for doing crimes or something. I hey, teach your mom is gay. Arc, well, I'm gonna break your fucking arm at the elbow. <laughs> well, anyway, they, they're not paying attention to him in class. They're uh, they are not respecting his rules. So he goes to the faculty lounge, and uh, that's where he learns that they're part of the Kings of Destruction or COD, as I think of them. 
Is this before or after we find out that his friend made up a fake resume where he went to all these Ivy League schools to get him the substitute teacher job in the inner city? It is both before Two and doctorates after. from Yale. That's that's the thing. And a PhD from Princeton. Did go from Yale to Princeton? Anyway, he it, just shows up with a thousand yard stare, like, "Yeah, I did a lot of book learning." As you just hear helicopters in the background. <laughs> That's okay. the thing. It's like he says, hey, I need you to go into the computer and uh, make up a resume for me. Make it look pretty good. Uh, say that I have a background in teaching. And Luis Guzman gives him, like, 20 doctorates, you know, Presidential Medal of Freedom, Rhodes Scholar, all that. And uh, <laughs> I guess they just call it the Dolph Lundgren special. And uh, <laughs> later on, they're listening to a recording of it, and he says to Luis Guzman, Lay it on kind of thick, aren't you? At least Guzman just kind of smiles at it. Like, yeah, he could have just said that he taught at a community college. It would have been just fine. Followed by the School of Rock, but Tom Berenger takes over the <laughs> <laughs> Just beats the shit out of That's them. just whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to learn history. I am the war chief here. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to, before we get to the war chief line, which is one of the best lines of the movie, he goes to Ernie Hudson's office, and he's just like, huh, that's odd. You used to be a cop, and now you're teaching. I decided that it would be more rewarding for me to be a, uh, an educator than a police officer. <laughs> just very obvious he's the bad guy. And he sees like one of those you know paddling sticks on the back wall. And it's just like, oh, yes, the students in woodworking class make one of these for me every year. First of all, there's no woodworking class in Miami High School. Second of all... They don't even have he, trees in Florida. They they <laughs> take the fucking... He takes the fucking paddle off the wall and goes, Hey, Keeper! And just fucking shatters this thing. <laughs> power perceived is power achieved. Mr. What Smith. an iconic scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do this uh, demonstration. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, punches a wooden board. So uh, Tom Berenger sees it and goes, hmm, yep, yeah, uh, okay. And he goes back to his class and immediately breaks someone's hand. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta break a high school student's hand. Like, how else are you gonna get your point across? Yeah, you, you should have paid attention to me. We're talking about Vietnam! So uh, <laughs> He's doing a roll call and they keep like multiple people answer for the name and you just see the gears turning his head of like okay this entrance behind me is secured the only way I, <laughs> I can take out at least fucking ten of them before they even get them unlocked <laughs> he is ready to burn this village to the ground the, the trip charges are at the nurse's office the Pokemon made ready to fucking burn that village down dude how many of you know where Vietnam is? One girl tentatively offers... It's in Korea, right? <laughs> Chris, were you, like, seething when this happened? No, I was actually, like, a part of me because I used to be a teacher. And if my students ever treated me like that, I'm not saying I would have, uh, like, broken their hands. But the window's right there, you know? Yeah, He's come Spartan on. kicking at least four of them out that window. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just, uh mild-mannered teacher with multiple doctorates who just, you know, can't hear fireworks <laughs> murdering my classroom. This does lead to a scene where he, power perceived, is in fact power achieved. He gains their respect by smashing their knuckles, and uh, they, they start asking him, hey, yo, man, you ever jack anybody in the nom? He's like, well, well yes, I, I jacked a few enemy tangos. 
That's not to mention those Cubans I can't talk about. Well, we'll get to that. I, in fact, lost many homeboys in Vietnam. Yeah, that's yeah. One of the guys asking, one of the guys who, when when asked what his name is, just starts rapping two verses. Uh, It's just, yo, man, you ever lose any homies? Uh, Several of. uh, You know, one might say we were the original kings of destruction. Yeah, (laughs) several of my homies will never taste an American steak ever again. Yo, I lost some homies too, man. Like that day one goes bad, day two, he just starts screaming about being in Vietnam and starts physically assaulting children. Yeah, he and declares he goes, to them. Hey guys, I'm your substitute to Nelson Mandela's boot camp immediately. <laughs> he just declares to them. I think that, Tom Parenter doesn't know what this is. He just declares to them, I am the war chief of this classroom. This room is As my he battle zone. That knife in the fact that he takes someone's knife and just jams it in his desk and calls himself a war chief. Like, at this point, I had already just started taking, like, full-length notes because I knew it would be an episode one day. <laughs> I knew right in this moment. It is same, one of the best Same, things. except I just wrote down, Loktar Ogar, victory or death. <laughs> it is these words which bind me to the horde. So what is that, from Bionicle or something? Anyway, yes. Uh, the, what do you like to know? Yeah. So, he, uh... He, he realizes that there is a drug trade going on. That, uh... Mark Anthony is late to class and writes, I'm sorry, a hundred times on the blackboard. He spells it wrong every single time, so I guess maybe he's Canadian. And uh, (laughs) he realizes, hey, there is a drug trade going on in this school. Well, there's drugs, there's money. And if there's money, maybe I can pay for a new cast for my girlfriend or something. I don't know. So he goes to the gun range, and uh, he taps all his friends on the shoulder while they're shooting guns. Which uh, I would assume you don't do that to people who served in Vietnam. I need to. He's about <clears throat> to get Chris Kyle here. I need to put together a crew to raid this high school. This is okay. Did you guys ever actually watch Burn Notice? Because this is a Burn yes. Notice plot. <laughs> this is Burn Notice, but somehow even less legal. <laughs> I like that it takes the premise of, man, how do I reach these kids to like. I'll get my old buddies who did war crimes with me. They'll toughen them up real fucking quick. Can you imagine Michael Weston in the situation? If you're going to invade a high school, your best bet is to do it between 4th and 5th period. Because that's when they serve lunch. Fucking Bruce Campbell comes in there and just drives into the school in a jeep. Oh, sorry, I was drinking and driving. I'm acting. So, unfortunately, I don't get that. Uh... <laughs> I think that was more inspired than his acting on that show. <laughs> now I'm thinking about his girlfriend. Okay, so uh, there's a real Spielberg moment in this movie where he tells all the kids, hey guys, don't join a gang. Instead, go to a local library. Join a book. They play like fucking music from E.T. while they're uh, talking about, yo, uh, three of my friends just got gutted. I've got a baby kid, and uh, most of my friends disappear after they join the gang, and they just spend uh, time in the big house. Oh, no, they call it the joint. And he says, no, 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 I'm talking about the real joint. And I'm just like, who the fuck wrote this? Because we're just about at the halfway point, and it's dangerously close to becoming a fucking movie where, like, Jennifer Gardner shows up. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to teach you kids, like, how to love learning. <laughs> and then the library <laughs> and it is no longer that movie that this is where it is revealed that uh ernie hudson is a bad guy and he tells 
Mark Anthony, to uh, to get Tom Berenger and to kill him, and he fucking ambushes him in the library and takes their guns, and then he starts throwing books at them. So I need to pause for one second just to discuss the reason that all of this is happening, which is that Ernie Hudson tries to fire Tom Berenger, and Tom Berenger goes, well, actually, you're honor-bound to give me two weeks. And he goes, <laughs> okay. So Death it is. <laughs> that's that's true. Okay. Uh, honor bound. I think it was a contract is what it said. You're a uh, fucking substitute teacher. You don't get contracts. Get the fuck out of here. I'm like, sure. Oh, actually, you... if you don't give my two weeks notice, I get to have a hearing in front of the board. He's like, okay. All right. All right. Uh, you get a hearing. You're just gonna... <laughs> you were assaulted. <laughs> exactly. You... you know, you physically assaulted a child, right? I can just fire you. Remember that ice uh, pick you took? Where were those came from? So uh, the warrior chief has to deal with an uprising in the library. And it does lead to an actual funny scene where uh, he takes one of the guys and tosses him out the window. Ah! And he falls past Ernie Hudson's window, right? And Ernie Hudson's on the phone and he's just like, oh, 911, it appears we have a dead teacher. And uh, then an- another gangster is thrown out the window. He says, uh, uh, my mistake. And he goes up there to check what's going on. And here's the thing. That's like, a, what, a third story window or something like that? They're all okay. They they all just miraculously survived and are able to get up and run away. The turning point of like, oh no, these kids are bad. To him just chucking them out windows. He's like, oh, that's fucked up. And then he just does it to every single one of them. He gets shot one by one of them and does not kill Picking the kid. Picking them up like Uncle Phil and just <laughs> chucking them out. Oh, man. Anyway, so he, he decides, well, if we bust up their drug organization, then we could really save these keys and we can get them to uh, take the SAT and then they'll go to Princeton and Yale like I did. So, uh, <laughs> they, they start hunting down. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in redacted <laughs> studying. So they, they start tracking down members of the gang. He finds the <clears throat> Indian guy and, uh, oh no, it turns out that long haired nerd with the glasses is a bad guy. Oh, he's actually a triple agent. So, <laughs> better movie. Yeah. Well, uh, turns out he's a good guy now. Uh, he'll get killed later on, and uh, they they come up with a plan to take back the school from the KOD, and uh, Ernie Hudson has a plan to take back the school from Tom Berenger. Uh, this is where the the notes got somewhat kind of sparse here. There's a there's a black teacher with dreads who's just like, hey, I want to help out. Um. And they're just like, no, you're not good at anything. So. <laughs> you're a fucking history teacher. I have killed a hundred men. <laughs> Thank you, but no thanks. <laughs> I killed double Cotton Hill. So, uh, this is, <laughs> at this point, oh, that guy actually ends up getting got. He, uh, he runs away from the gang who's chasing them. And he runs into the gymnasium. And in order to get away from all the bad guys who have him surrounded, he just starts climbing a rope. 
That's a real panic move. Like, all right, if I just crawl out the roof, now they'll I'd, never shoot Now, me. I'd like to make something clear. A, that does not go to the roof. It goes to one of the girders up there, which you'd have to balance on like your fucking Tony Hawk, and then, like, climb morgers, and maybe if the roof has access, maybe you can get out. Overall, you're probably going to get you're probably going to get killed. All the gang members have guns. It's, but instead of shooting him, Mark Anthony is just like, ah, I will climb the adjacent rope and start kicking him. <laughs> just stabs him in the hand. He falls onto a wrestling mat. Thank goodness that was there. And then Ernie Hudson just dome shots him. That's and unnecessary. After that scene, they play. One guy outside this. One student outside the school is playing taps on a trumpet. It is the shittiest trumpet I've ever heard in my life. It almost sounds like the shitty flute thing because it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars theme played on recorder. <laughs> it's like, do you think they did that for when that woman got dome shot in the Capitol? Oh, current events. No, he did it. <laughs> they didn't do it for her, but they did it for the guy when he tased his balls. <laughs> Ernie Hudson tasing that guy's nuts. I tased my balls. <laughs> wait, 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 President wait, wait. Lincoln died for being tased in the balls too much. Wait, wait, wait. If you're gonna do it, I tase my own balls. Thank you. Wesley. What the okay. fuck? Who let that robot in here? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Robot Jones. Uh, anyway, uh, Almighty Robot. People. Who will be the next Philadelphia Eagles coach? <laughs> we must revive Hitchbot. Well, I don't know. Ow! Ow! Oh, God! Ow! Ow! <laughs> oh, my God. It's happening. So, after this... We should have listened to iRobot. God damn it. So, uh, Mr. Smith is his name in here. And he's uh, asking around for where the principal is headed with Mark Anthony. And he's like, oh, he's going to meet up with whoever that fucking guy's name is that he met. The guy who pooped himself because he ate too much cereal. And yeah, the Tommy Knockers they, guy, yes. Not, yeah, the Tommy Knockers guy. I could guy. not believe this dude came back. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. The, the nervous movie to take a detour to a fucking highlight game. Imagine you're not able. The guy who shit himself. It's not even a highlight game, it's highlight practice. He's just out there by himself. <laughs> what are we doing? They, they couldn't afford Tom hours. Arnold somehow. I don't know. So anyway, he's like, oh, I will defend myself with this highlight ball. Now, to be fair, I did watch a jackass segment where they deliberately get pegged by highlight balls. You can get killed by that stuff, okay? <laughs> it looked unpleasant. Yeah. Steve-O did not look like he was in Yeah, Steve-O, that was like one of the few times I've ever seen Steve-O shook, so he might have been sober for that one. Uh, anyway, Tom Berenger gets fucking pegged right in the ankle. You know it just goes right off that bone, and he keeps on walking. <laughs> You've only made him angry. <laughs> now he's in full fucking Terminator mode. Yeah, so he's just stalking this guy like the thing from It Follows. And he uh, tracks him down to this inner sanctum where these two South American gentlemen who are stitching their highlight basket things... And he beats this guy up so hard that he gives all his details. And then I think he poops himself again. <laughs> he literally gets the shibby out of him twice. <laughs> <one>. People don't <laughs> forget. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, he, he reveals to his boss uh, that it's like, yeah, he's he's back and he's pissed. Also, can I have a whole lot of money so I can fly to a different country? My uh, father expl- is sick. Hey, they give him the money. Good for him. He's out of there. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Sure there's no one waiting on that tarmac for him. Okay, so here's the thing about the camera in this scene. They set it up in the way that, like, you think that they're just going to kill him instead, right? Like, the scene where it follows him in there, it's like, it's almost slow motion. And you're just like, uh-oh, here it is. They're going to kill him. And, like, now you know Ernie Hudson's really bad or something. But they just, he's like, it's okay. Really like, oh, yeah, weird. no, the good coats are all the way in the back. Just head on back there, buddy. Yeah, and the, fine. instead he, he's just allowed to live and he gets to go to Parmistan. So, uh, anyway, uh, now we have this fucking 20-minute shootout at the end of the movie. I'd like to talk about this mostly because... Um, I don't even remember the context, but I had to write down the line. At one point, Tom Berenger says, and they said busing would never work. <laughs> Does anyone remember uh, why that uh, why that scene happened? I, I don't know, but I wrote down assault on PS 118, and it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All I have is written in all caps, Tom Berenger throwing stars. <laughs> I feel like that says a lot. There are a variety of throwing stars. He makes one of uh, the bad guys look at the wall that says, I'm sorry, a hundred times. He says it's a mantra for naughty students or whatever. And uh, fucking blows that guy to smithereens. Anyway, after who are the only people who survive? Him and some other uh, Latino gentleman. And after this monster shootout, they stumble out of the school and walk away, and then the cops get there minutes later. Like, I feel like we're really understating it. Like, the last 15 to 20 minutes is, like, 40 people getting gunned down violently. Yeah. (laughs) It is insane. His entire squad dies except for one person. It is just, it'll just cut to two people you've never seen before, and someone will get stabbed in the neck or shot in the face, or someone will stab someone and then get shot. It is insane that it's at the end of this silly movie watching these elite black ops soldiers get gunned down by a bunch of high schoolers really makes you wonder just how that cuban coup failed <laughs> i think if i if i had to put together a football team oh they do play oh football God, we forgot the scene earlier where like their drug deal goes wrong so they just shove that high schooler's face into a fan boat <laughs> He just fucking murder that kid on the phone with Ernie Hudson. He's like, oh, damn. Uh, hey, Mark Anthony, we got to figure this out. And then they just murder a teacher, and they think everything's going to work now. Yeah. So, uh, overall, five stars. It's pretty good. Uh, highly recommend it to everyone based on a true story. Hope that doesn't happen in the future. So, uh, Alex, how about the game of games? Oh, buddy. <laughs> Three thirty in the fucking. <laughs> See, we had six playoff games this weekend. Yes. Now, okay. Before we get started, does anybody have any Dragon Ball wishes they would like to use? Because I know everybody's got one. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's been thinking. Just figure, just open the floor. Well, I think I might have to save my wishes for uh, 
for a golden immunity idol. <laughs> oh, you're going to want to hold on to those, buddy. Because you are about to go on a journey. <laughs> Man, what? Christopher, I have bad news for you. The Cybermen have come to Earth and you've been killed. But good news. You can travel down Snake Way to find King Kai and finish your training so you can defeat Nappa. So I have some numerous assignments for you. Since it's called Snake Way, obviously you'll be watching Anacondas, The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Because okay. it's a snake. Okay, Why wouldn't wait you? a second. This. Don't worry, I have a list that I will send you Thank later. you, do that. Please. Uh, and since, uh, you know, Snake Away is up in the clouds, you should watch the recent film Shadow in the Cloud about the little gremlin on the plane. Oh, damn it! That's... <laughs> Starring Chloe Grace Moretz and written by everyone's favorite fail son, Max Landis. Great, thank you. <laughs> you know, it takes Goku 177 days to reach the end of Snake Way, which is quite an adventure, much like the globetrotting adventure the girls take in Sex in the City 2. No! Ah! <laughs> All right. Uh, this was early on in Dragon Ball Z, so the dub was not great. <laughs> and a lot of liberties were taken when adapting it for, for the West. And I feel like a lot of liberties were also taken in the Old Boy remake. You... Okay, hold up. All right. How... I mean, there must be some way out of this. There must be... <laughs> Some so back you can't cheat the guy death. Many strange friends. <laughs> you know, he's got a little grass aubrey, he's got a monkey. There are also a lot of strange friends in Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. And if you've seen it, just assume I wrote two at the <laughs> end. Fuck you! Oh. <laughs> and of course you will meet the princess of Snakeway. One Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> And I will compile for you a YouTube playlist of Elizabeth Warren sketches on SNL. I'm so glad you went with that. <laughs> and of course, the final piece of the puzzle is Kangaroo Jack. Because... <laughs> so those are your assignments. <laughs> maybe don't watch them all all at once. Because maybe in the next couple weeks as the playoffs rage on, I'll find ways for you to wiggle your way out of I didn't of know that the fucking wish you could use on 14 different movies... You assigned me an entire series, Chris. Yeah, what was the series? Oh, Samurai Jack, one of the greatest shows ever made. Okay, yeah, fine. Watch this Elizabeth Warren YouTube playlist. <laughs> I'll make that for you in the future. Don't worry. Great, about okay. It. You know what? Uh, Alex, I wish to use my Dragon Balls. Yeah, what you got, buddy? Parker, you're going to watch Kick Assia. That's very hurtful. I don't even... Also, I forgot to mention, these were Namekian Dragon Balls, so I have a second Shut <laughs> <laughs> I would like my friend Chris to watch Suburban Nights. You, wait, does he have... Does he have 14 Dragon Balls? No, dude, you can make two witches in Namek. No, you don't... Everyone no, no you can't that. do... Uh, no, it's actually... Not, uh, consulting the rulebook, that's actually true. What?! Uh, <laughs> turns out that uh, Namek shares a universe with uh, the Great Pyramids of Egypt, but not the Pyramids of Atlantis, so. Yeah, anything's possible on Namek. Maybe someone will get trapped there with another wish later today, who knows? And you have pyramid immunity, so. <laughs> That's true. You cannot wish him back to the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean that's just on earth though I mean anything's possible So many assignments <laughs> Alright let's get to the game again Yeah <laughs> Alright Chris just... <laughs> That would be a fun I never have fun 
Now, if you guys remember correctly, we oh. uh we drafted some teams last week, and for every one of those teams that won a game, that person gets to assign somebody else a movie. So I'm just gonna go down this list. Looks like the Bills, which belong to me. Uh, the Buccaneers, which belong to Chris. I had a very bad week, the, so I got that wish out very early. The Browns, which also belong to Chris. The Ravens, which belong to Parker. Oh, they got, I got the one. Saints, which belong to me. And the Rams, which belong to nobody. Uh-oh. So if you guys <laughs> we remember kind the of rules of this game... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we can, uh... We're all going to be assigned a movie based on the Rams winning. And it can't be something enjoyable <laughs> so if you guys i really wish we hadn't burned that mega mind pig so long <laughs> can we just listen guys... to ram ranch again if you guys have anything to assign to one another or to me all of us are gonna have to get one so uh well let's see parker i'm going to assign you uh once upon a forest is that? You, you ever see Fern Gully? God, it's damn. like that. You like the environment, right? <laughs> Let me see here. All right. Well, I guess Parker is to assign something to me then. <clears throat> wait. Oh, no. Wait. Right, yeah. 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 I have to sign something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It has to be uh, bad. Is that what we're correct. doing? Here? Okay, look. There's probably nothing to this, but there's a movie called Fast and Fierce Death Race. Oh, is this the DMX one? Like shit. It All sure right, is. I got you. I figured, like, if anyone's going to take that L, it'd be one of us, anyways. Absolutely. <laughs> you have suffered enough this week. And, uh, Chris, you're going to join me in watching Marmaduke. Fuck yourself. I thought okay, I thought we were cool. Whatever. It's whatever. It's not that like we're not that cool, stuff. it's that you didn't draft the Rams. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I thought uh, Sean McVay was smarter than that, but Okay. Who would have guessed that taking Washington as a fun meme would backfire <laughs> so severely? It's not funny if I don't know. I thought the Seahawks. Were I love that I. <laughs> I, thought my birds. I I literally made money betting on the Rams this weekend, and also I drafted the Bears over them. <laughs> <laughs> love memes. All right, so Parker, you've got one assignment to give out, and Chris and I both have two. We can do this however you guys want to do it. In fact, you know what? I'll go first. Okay. Yeah, one for each of you guys. Chris, as you mentioned earlier, you're a big Donnie Yen fan, right? Yeah, that's how I describe myself to people. All right, so you're going to watch Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. Oh, man. X, X, X. The Return of Xander Cruz. That's smart tech, because you're going to be able to watch three movies with one. (laughs) (laughs) This is the third one, I guess? Yes. Okay. This is the one that starts off with 55-year-old Vin Diesel skateboarding. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. (laughs) And, uh, Parker, you're gonna watch Tank Girl. I just... I thought I couldn't get that again. No, nope, uh, Yeah, very nice try. Yeah. 
whatever. So I can. It had to happen sooner. So am I allowed to assign the queen's corgi to Parker? No, you already did that. All right. Okay. In that case, I'll assign him a good one because just to show that I'm a bigger man than he is. Uh, Parker, I'm going to assign you Drop Dead Gorgeous. I already assigned it to Alex. I assume he'll get to it at some point. Parker, Drop Dead Gorgeous is actually good, so, uh, good luck. Okay. Get down, cat. I'm trying to type. I'm trying to look through my list of mean things and pick something not as mean. It's not going well. <laughs> Ooh, uh, here's a fun question. Did you ever watch The Condemned? No, what's The Condemned? <laughs> that movie is just Battle Royale, but starring Stone Cold Steve. Sure is. <laughs> I feel like you'll get something out of that. Is that for Alex or for me? For you. I've oh, boy. The Condemned. In addition to the Elizabeth Warren YouTube playlist. <laughs> I'm so excited to make that for you. <laughs> and is that everything? Or do, does, I think Chris, that, has, Chris, has, Chris has one more, yeah. Have. Oh, I have one more? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, um, fuck. Uh, um, fucking uh, Alex. Uh, uh, kind of panicking here, but uh, no, I, it's no, okay. I think you've already, I think Take you've already time, seen, I think you've already seen George of the Jungle with Brendan Fraser, buddy. I saw that at a drive-in theater. Yo, <laughs> you had a good time. Sure uh, did. <laughs> that sounds fucking awesome, dude. Um, tell you what. Um, how's about if I get you to watch? No, most of these are good, but you've already seen them, I think. Uh, oh, you saw that too. Um, tell you what, I'm going to assign you an anime movie. I want you to watch Millennium Actress. Is this? Am I going to hate a very certain aspect of Japanese culture in this? Or no, you won't. Okay, good. All right, I feel works very then. confident saying that. This this one's actually good. Okay. All right. Well, uh, it seems a lot of our teams are still alive for next week. Let's see. I have three. Parker has two. Chris also has two. And, of course, the Rams could do some stuff. Who knows? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I still have this wish burning a hole in my pocket. So we'll see what happens next week on the Game of Games. I, Alex, have I told you how good you look recently? <laughs> sure hope he doesn't think of anything on the very last week. Oh, I can't believe we're finally done with the actual... <laughs> I actually like the Hayao Miyazaki movies. I think they're good. Yeah? And, uh, yeah. All of them? Uh, well, uh, Is there, like, a ten-hour documentary about him that I can make you watch? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Jeez. I hate all these movies. So, anyways, I watched the behind-the-scenes footage of this one. I really hate. <laughs> oh, I fucking the hate good the news. The good news is that uh, I like those documentaries. They're, those are interesting. I, I also watched the, Chris all the Leprechaun movies. They're probably on the list.
And that's the tea, sis.